everybody you're checking out the world of wwe podcast i am one of your hosts and i'm joined by my other host macho man dan dig it love that that's like i look forward to that dig it every time <laughs> i don't know why it just hey macho man is known for it so i feel i should be known for it it puts a smile on my face uh our other friend Carlos is not with us today, but he will definitely be back uh, for uh, the Super Bowl recap. We'll be back for. But you came to listen to our Friday Night SmackDown, July 30th, 2021. Thank you for checking us out. Uh, make sure you subscribe, like, and hit the notification bell on Spotify and YouTube. Here, explain why the notification bell is so simple. It's, it's just so simple because it takes not even a full second to do it, and it saves you minutes and minutes on trying to search for our actual podcast. I mean, it, it's just a no-brainer. A hundred percent. It's so simple, like you said. Definitely do that. And also follow us on Facebook, World of WWE Podcast. We're on Instagram, and all of that will be dropped in the description below. But please, please, please subscribe if you like what you are hearing. So, SmackDown comes to us from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and John Cena is the first one to come down tonight to open the show, and Cena basically says that Roman Reigns absolutely sucks, and that Reigns is a scared little kid. Cena believes that Reigns rejected him because Cena hasn't changed. He says that if Stone Cold Steve Austin came out and didn't drink his beers or give his middle finger, or if The Rock didn't come out and speak and, you know, raise his eyebrow, they did not need to change themselves. They were who they were, and the fans loved them for it. Um, he says that, you know, these wrestlers like The Rock and Austin, they did their best to earn respect. And Roman Reigns expected John Cena to change because he – because – Reigns doesn't believe in himself, you know. He says that Reigns' real name is Joe, and Reigns goes through so many different gimmicks, and Reigns is afraid to fight John Cena because Cena would make Reigns look bad. Baron Corbin then comes down to the ring, and Corbin says he has that he has nothing. Corbin's unable to perform. His wife and kids have left him. He saw John Cena, and he thinks that John Cena can help him. And then Cena, you know, gives Baron Corbin some money to be nice. And Baron's like, are you kidding me? You know, I don't, you know, I want to be a part of movies. Um, he wants to be seen as stunt double. And then Cena's like, and eh, no. Then Baron calls Cena a Hollywood sellout. And Cena's like, it's time to give you something that you need. And he gives Baron Corbin an attitude adjustment. And there goes Cena. A lot happening. Cena just basically calling Roman Reigns a punk and dropping Baron Corbin. What are your thoughts on all of that, Dan? Um, the whole Corbin gimmick. I'm sorry. Before, I haven't really been a fan of this whole Corbin gimmick, but now it's really starting to get to me. Like, this is kind of getting funny. Uh, um, Cena, he's doing a good job of, you know, Trash talking Roman and everything. He's, he's doing his job well. And I, I still can't get over the fact of what he did to Corbin. That was just funny. Yeah, definitely was. So are you liking Corbin's gimmick now, having no money? Or are you feeling like it's stupid? What are your I, I feel it's like a mix of stupid, but it's so stupid that it's funny. Okay. 
I I agree. I do think it's funny, but my own thing, my my only concern with this is that it doesn't belong in the main event. Like, why does Baron Corbin need to be involved in this situation? You know, I mean, I know we're probably going to see Corbin versus Balor because ooh, that's a good match for SummerSlam. But um, yeah, and we'll we'll find out why later. Yeah, I mean, it's okay that this. This lead up has been very stale. I do like the fact that Cena and Reigns are talking trash about each other, but by adding another component of Baron Corbin, it takes away from the match, in my opinion, and then makes another storyline with Corbin, which I don't think is necessary. But I did like John Cena's statements. He was right about Stone Cold and The Rock. We do go to see them do their, you know, the the middle finger and then you see rock the eyebrow the undertaker rolling his eyes in the back of his head you know cena you do look for that you can't see me you look for that stuff um so he does have a lot of good points in this segment and i feel like this was john cena's best since he came back yeah next up we have ray mysterio with dominic mysterio taking on one half of the wwe smackdown tag team champion jimmy uso with his brother Jay. And Ray got the win after he rolled up Jimmy Uso and Dominic used his feet to make sure that the pinfall stayed in place like the Usos have done in the past, where they've helped each other out to make sure that that pinfall is secure. What did you think of the match? Really not much going on here. Eh, just a basic tag team match. Nothing exciting. Yeah, it was just... Uh, you know, just a basic match. We do know now that at SummerSlam, we will see the Usos defending their SmackDown champ, Tag Team Championships against Ray and Dominic Mysterio. So I guess this just gives the Mysterios an advantage leading up to SummerSlam. Really nothing much to go off of here, as you said. Next, the SmackDown Women's Champion Bianca Belair, the EST of WWE, comes down, and she talks about winning the ESPYs, um, you know, performing in front of the crowd at Rolling Loud. And she's been SmackDown Women's Champion for 110 days. Carmella comes down and basically says she wants to fight Bianca. I had a heart attack because Zelina Vega came down. And <laughs> she challenged Bianca Belair to a match. And that's when Zelina Vega and Carmella attacked Bianca. And the boss, Sasha Banks, made her return. Came down, helped out Bianca, sent Zelina and Carmella packing, and then hugged Bianca after the match. What are your, were your thoughts when you first saw Sasha um, help out Bianca? I was confused. Yeah. Because it took me a bit to remember they were a tag team, or like they were friends before the match at Mania. So that yeah. took me a bit to, took me a bit to compile. So it was like, okay. I mean, I don't understand it, but. It's, it's just something, I guess. It made some kind of sense to you why they... Were no, it, it didn't make sense at first, but no, I guess the more you thought about it, the more it started okay. to make... Well, same here, because until you said that, I forgot that they even had a um, kind of friendship before. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, why they say she, that's why they say she turned heel. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they did have friendship. They did have a great match. Maybe there was respect for each other. Um, but as we all know at WWE, uh, be careful sometimes. Next, yeah. we saw the 24-7 champion Reginald. Def I don't know if he was defending it or if he was just taking on Chad Gable, who was a quarterback. Well, technically any match that he's in is 
defending you know, defending it, yeah. Okay, well then. Because it's a 24-7 title. You can't really change that. Oh, God. All right, well. Um, well, hey, it's like the hardcore title. What? I said it's like the hardcore title. That's the point. Yeah. I just feel like why would Otis want that title? But anyway, not Otis, Chad Gable. But Hell do I know. I have... So Otis ends up attacking Reginald before the bell. And Reggie actually gets the win after rolling up Chad Gable. After the match, Otis tosses Reggie outside, but Reggie lands on his feet. Really, again, nothing much to add to this. There was no rivalry to start the match off. But yeah, I completely forget that we even have a 24-7 champion. Yep, Reginald. I keep forgetting that belt's even part of the roster. It's, uh, it's definitely strange for sure. Um, but yeah, so that that was really it for that match. Up next, we have the Universal Champion Roman Reigns and Finn Balor. They're going to have a contract signing for their match at SummerSlam. And Reigns basically says that John Cena thinks Finn Balor is unworthy to challenge him. Reigns thinks that Finn is worthy of getting this beat down at SummerSlam. And he then warns Finn that if you sign this contract, I'm going to smash you and send you back to NXT. That's when Finn Balor looks up at the contract and says, you think highly of yourself, but it will be my privilege to go to NXT as Universal Champion. Uh, Then out of nowhere, Baron Corbin attacked Finn Balor and goes to sign his name on the contract. But then Cena runs down, attacks Baron Corbin, hits an attitude adjustment, and then signs a signature, making it official at SummerSlam. WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns will be defending against John Cena. Ugh. So, what are your thoughts on that whole contract signing segment? Well, I really would have loved to see uh, Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns. I mean, because technically... Roman versus Balor happened before SummerSlam to determine who would go to SummerSlam to face Seth Rollins for the Universal title for, like, when it was first created. And now to see them fight for the title, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, like I said this, I've said this before, Balor is a great wrestler. Roman is okay. You know, the whole head-of-the-table gimmick is okay. It's getting a bit old to me, but, you know, it is what it is. Um. But then the whole thing with Corbin was weird. Like, I understand why, you know, because he has the I have nothing gimmick, you know, so he's, like, trying to do anything he can to get something. <laughs> and that was kind of funny. But then, of course, do-do-do-do has to come fucking out and destroy it all and go against Roman. So, yeah, I think it was kind of – I think it was smart, but it was at the same time stupid. Okay. Yeah, I – um. I wouldn't mind seeing Balor versus Reigns, but right I'd rather now, Corbin versus Reigns over Cena versus Roman. Really? Yes, I really would. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. It's not that I hate either guy. I don't. I I don't want to see that match again. I really don't. <laughs> why? Why is it that? Is it because you feel like because you've seen it, it wasn't lived up to what it was? Do like what is it that's like? Because. Because the match wasn't lived up to what it was before. Why do I say, why do I see it should be that it would, bleh, I can't speak today. <laughs> why do I feel like it would be able to live up to the hype that it will happen next time? Like, why? I've already seen this. Why do I have to see it again? And it wasn't even good the first time. I see what you're saying. Okay. 
I hear you. I so for me, I didn't really pay attention um, when they had their match because I never was a huge, huge Roman Reigns person. I did like him, but I just um, and I had a feeling that I don't know who won from that one. That told you I don't Roman Reigns beat John Cena last time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a feeling he won. So for me, um, I feel like if you're gonna do a rematch, make it different. I don't see Cena becoming Universal Champion. So, no, he's only part timer. He's only here because his movie's schedule opened up. Yeah. So um, I like, just don't feel like Goldberg over here, Cena. Don't go taking the title that you don't need anymore. Yeah, um, I. You're already a 16-time world champion. We don't need a 17-time one. You're right. You're right. I mean, I, I guess this is just a way to get more people to watch because John Cena does have that star power name. Roman Reigns does okay, have that star power something name. Something that would be kind of cool, maybe that I could possibly see them doing, is they have John Cena win and then they have Biggie cash in on him, so Biggie doesn't cash in on Roman, and then that leads to whole. A match series saying Roman, oh, I didn't lose to Big E, so I should have my title back. Blah 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 blah. That's interesting. Kind of like John Cena is a tradi- like a transitional champion. True. I just I don't know. I I feel like they wouldn't give Big E that. Unfortunately, I feel like they wouldn't let Big E beat John Cena. They would have Reigns. <laughs> I think he could beat John Cena. Like, if I was booking it, I'd have E beat Cena. But um, knowing the way WWE is, um, <laughs> yeah, right. I could see it happening. I'm not saying that I don't see it. I, I, I could see it because, I mean, WWE's known for having tr- transitional champions. I mean, hey, look at the fucking Miz. True. But uh, the only difference with the Miz. Look at Bob Backlund. He was a transitional champion. True. 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 There's a lot of guys that have, so. I just don't see them making John Cena right now be a transitional champion. Because it's like, yeah, but then it's like he's going to, well, well, wait, 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 though. Because here's something else that we got to counter, and this will kind of affect the match. Cena is right now um, being advertised for shows after SummerSlam. Normally, it would be like a one-off thing, and then he'd be away again. But I do know that at Madison Square Garden, his picture, is is his character render is on the promo with Roman Reigns, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks. I mean, obviously, subject or title change, but um, you could be right. You know, Cena might win. You never know right now the way things are going. Uh, I feel at least with John Cena versus Roman Reigns. It's kind of in the air. Like, you kind of don't believe John Cena's going to lose to Roman again. But at the same time, you don't believe that Roman's going to lose to Cena. Corbin and and Roman, you'd see Roman winning. Finn versus Roman, you know Roman's going to win. At least kind of with Cena, you know it's not fully uh, predictable. But again, I I still rather see Corbin versus Roman than rather John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Well... It definitely will be a match that we'll be talking about afterwards. Yes. Next up, we have, after all of that, the Mr. Money in the Bank, Big E and Cesaro, with 
King Nakamura. He's in the six-man tag with, of course, Rick Boogs. Taking on the Incredible Champion, Apollo Crews. And the Dirty Dogs with Commander Aziz. Um, I'm not going um, to really – I didn't really pay much attention to this one. I do know that Biggie did get the win for the team. What do you think of that match? I mean, it was just basically all these guys from last week who got into a confrontation fighting this week. Not really anything to go like, you know, there's no um, storyline. For practice, me, for me, it was just a bathroom break match. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, and it is sad because you have the Ohio champion there. You have the money in the bank man and the money in the bank, man, Mr. Money in the Bank in there. And – yeah, they have so much great talent in that match, but they don't know how to utilize it. Yeah. I feel like I might be crazy, but I feel like this week's SmackDown went by really fast. We only have two more segments to talk about here. It, it did. It wasn't a very long SmackDown. I mean, I think it's two hours. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's what makes a good show a good show because, I mean, it's that way you're not, like, having extra segments that you don't need. But at the same yeah. time, they still they still somehow manage to do that garbage. Still manage to do it. So, uh, Carlos will be happy about this. Uh, Edge is walking down to the ring to talk. And when we come back from break, we see that Seth Rollins had attacked him. And Seth Rollins is now in the ring. And he basically replays the footage of his whole rivalry with Edge. Edge, you know, getting a title shot before him and then Rollins screwing Edge over at Money in the Bank. And he basically calls himself a revolutionary. And that's really it. He just is bragging about beating up Edge. What do you think? So when I first knew that these two were going to fight, I was excited because I thought, okay, we're going to see a lot of stuff going down. Again, we are just on August 6th today, so we still have some time. But I was expecting a lot more between them. What do you think about this segment and Rollins and Edge? Well, so if I'm being honest, at first I was like, okay, that would be an interesting match. And then the more I thought about it, I don't really want to see it. Like, I mean, I get okay. Seth screwed Edge. Okay, but that doesn't make sense. Why did Seth screw Edge? Because he got a title match before him? I mean, Seth didn't do anything to earn his title shot. All he did was walk out to face Roman, and that's it. <laughs> he didn't He didn't beat anybody. To, he didn't beat anybody. He didn't do anything. So why did he – why would he get a title match before Edge? True. I mean, I get it. Edge didn't do anything really either, but, I mean – it's you know that that's my thought process. I um, think it comes down. Well, go ahead, go ahead. It's okay. Um, again, that's just my thought process. I mean, like, okay, this is not really like they could do so much better with this feud. They could do so much better, but they're not doing anything with it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess it was kind of good. I mean, I I wish I could have seen Seth Rollins attack them at least, but you know, it was what it was. Yeah. I'm surprised, to be honest with you, with how, like, I feel like they just don't care anymore. Like, they really don't care. Like, I'm excited to see Edge versus Rollins. But, like, other than that, I'm not really, like, pumped as I normally would have been. Like, for SummerSlam 2014, even though, like, it did suck after, like, but when I was younger, when it was on, I was really into it. This SummerSlam's got me feeling like I don't care. Yeah, I mean... I mean, think you got Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. 
You got Roman versus Cena. He can't set around. And don't get me wrong. Seth Rollins versus Edge could be a good match. You just have to do it correctly. Yeah. They're not doing anything good with it. Like, they could do so much better with this. Yeah. But they don't do crap. Edge versus Seth Rollins should have me excited. She'd be like, oh, man, I can't wait to see this. This is going to be a great match. It's not. I mean, I love Edge. I love Seth Rollins, but I don't know. I'm not excited to see it. Yeah, I'm not. It feels like it's a lot of old generation versus new generation with this SummerSlam, and it's like it would be fine if they did that if um, if the new generation actually. Also, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm interrupt you. I was just. I was just going to say, at least back in, like, John Cena, Edge's goal, at least back in those times, they at least knew how to do some good storytelling. Now they're not even doing any good storytelling, and that's what's making me like, okay, I don't really want to watch they the match, you know? Carmella fight Bianca Belair five times. Like, I don't I don't understand. Um... Sasha versus Bianca for what, for what reason? Because Sasha lost her title? Oh, boo-hoo, sweetie, moved to, back, moved to the back of the line. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... We're um, having Cena versus Reigns? Why? Like, there's no storytelling behind that. Like, John Cena's not upset that he lost. It makes no sense. Why does he suddenly go after Roman now? Yeah, I think it's literally a lot of just, let's throw this together, have SummerSlam, and then... I mean, they need to put some storytelling back into the the mix. Like, they, they don't have storytelling. At least... Roman versus Edge had some storytelling behind it, you know? Yes, 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 yes. A hundred percent. This is going to be a very um, different um, Summer Sam in the sense of, like, for me at least, how I'm feeling because I am not a hundred percent on board with this year's. But we'll have to see how it goes. But yes, Seth Rollins laying out Edge and our main event is the SmackDown Women's Champion, the EST of WWE, Bianca Belair, and the full Sasha Banks teaming up to take on the team of Carmella and Zelina Vega. And not, again, not a lot much going on here. Sasha got the win after a bank statement to Carmella. And then after the match, Sasha attacked Belair and brutally applied the bank statement on her. And just totally just annihilated Bianca after the match. Bianca tapping out. And then Sasha ends up holding the title, women's title belt above her head. And it looks like we have Sasha versus Bianca at SummerSlam. So, in my opinion, that sucked. The match sucked. And F, the after the math thing, people are like, oh my God, Bianca, Sasha turned out Bianca. I'm like, are you serious? You didn't see that coming? Yeah. I saw that coming the second she walked out of the out of the entranceway. I saw it coming. I mean, Sasha's known for doing this kind of crap. What makes you think, oh, I lost her, and now I'm gonna go be her bestie? Who the fuck thinks like that? No one. A ten year old. A 10-year-old might. And the 10-year-olds are writing the scripts. Probably. At this point, I wouldn't even be surprised. 
So I wouldn't be. It yeah, I mean, again, it, it was it was nice to see Sasha back, but really, um, you kind of tell it was gonna happen, and I just wish that we would have been surprised with like a Bianca versus Becky or like a Bianca even versus Charlotte, like anything different than this. You could have done so much better. Like here, I'll give you an example. Uh, Bianca could have been in the, like the middle of a match with someone, and then Sasha could have just come out and attacked. Uh, could have attacked her. At least that would have made more sense than her coming back, giving her a hug, acting like her best friend, and then turning on her. That doesn't make sense. Well, also, can I tell you, it doesn't make sense to me either. And this match might not be a big money match. It looks like I, it just seems like they keep making matches that like people who aren't wrestling fans will watch because they want to have more people to watch. Like I feel like a lot of wrestling fans, people who don't know wrestling probably wouldn't watch Balor versus Reigns, but people who don't watch it would watch Cena versus Reigns because they know Yeah, because they know John Cena more than they know Balor. Tasha Banks and Bianca Belair, they both saw them at the ESPYs. They both have been around. I, you want to know what I would have liked to see? Um, I would have loved to see Balor versus Reigns. I would have... I want to see... I would Honestly, I would have liked... I would have even liked to see Edge versus Roman again. Those matches were good. As far as, like, the women, I would have rather have seen, um, and it's going to sound weird to some people, Bianca Belair versus Liv Morgan. You had a whole story. I would have loved to see that. Liv deserves a, a title match. She deserves that. The whole Money in the Bank match was centered around her, and then she loses, and then she just disappears. Um, like, some crap. And it's just like, I don't understand. You guys, they were chanting for her. They were into her, and then it's just like, okay, we're going to keep her off TV now. Like, it makes no sense. And then let's put Sasha back on because anyone really cares to see Sasha gets whipped with the friggin' – like, I'm just like – the thing is, they've been using the same wrestlers to be the top for so long that you just get tired of it. It's like John Cena times a million. Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, Bay. John Cena, Roman Reigns. It's like since fucking – for over eight years, these people have been on the top. Seth Rollins. Like, Jesus Christ. I got engaged in – uh, I got. I started dating my fiance Dory when I was in in 2013, and we've been watching ever since. And I'm telling you, those people have been on top since then, since they won. Yeah, Seth Rollins was on top in 2015. He got injured, came back, and he was on top again. Look at Stone Cold. Stone Cold, literally, his career, he was on top from I'd say 97 to 2002. But at least he knew how to keep it interesting. Yeah, but but even then, like that was only six years. Literally, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns have been in the main event since freaking twenty fourteen. Literally, yeah. that's and that, years. That's seven years. That's seven years. And finally, after seven years, fans are cheering for Roman Reigns. We're like, it, it just like it makes it. it I'm like six, seven years to actually cheer for Roman, and now just getting old immediately. I feel like this has never happened in wrestling before. Look at every single different decade. There has not been one person on top for that amount of time. John Cena, yes. But John Cena, because he was the face for a long time. After Rock and Austin left, it became John Cena's show. Um, now it's Roman Reigns' show, but the problem is you don't. nobody likes Reigns. No one cares about Reigns. We cared about Cena. We wanted Cena to either win or lose. We liked booing him. With Roman Reigns, we just don't like him. You know, we had fun booing Cena. That was the fun part, and, and Cena got interactive with it. At least he knew how to cut a decent promo. Yeah, I'm not right. saying he doesn't know how to cut a promo. He can if he really tries, but he ain't as good as Cena. 
This is Reigns' promo. He looks around. He looks at Paul Heyman, puts his hand out for a fucking microphone. I am the best. I am the tribal chief. Like, he just shuts up. Like, Literally, acknowledge me. That's it. It's like, dude, no one fucking gives a fuck about you. It's amazing of how of how much WWE is doing. Like, it's so bad. It makes no sense. Like, it's, like they, it's like they don't even put any effort into this. I mean. Look, they John Mosley left because of the creative shit they were gonna give him. They were gonna have him have a line about a fucking pooper scooper. Who the fuck does that? You know what I learned that, and this is a big break for SmackDown. So I was hearing a shoot interview from Zach Ryder, and he was talking about the when he had the internet, the internet championship, or whatever the hell it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and Triple H was just like, "Oh, you're a big mark for yourself." This is the reason why uh, people aren't coming to the shows. Um, so a lot when of- I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, literally people were cheering for Zack Ryder over the Rock. Yeah, I and mean, Rock yeah. literally had to stop his promo. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm a big Zack Ryder fan too." Like, I'm sorry, how does that make sense? If if they're cheering for him over somebody who. Who's won major world champions? Who's main event in WrestleMania? They're cheering for a guy who's in the WWE current in that time, and he was just doing something that he loved to do on the, on the internet. And they're cheering for him over somebody who, again, main event in WrestleMania. And Triple H says that he's the reason people are coming to the shows. He said, "Yeah, he said that he was a big." Mo- I, here's the thing. I thought it was corny, hundred, because I'm just not like a geek. Like I know there's a lot of geeks. Like, oh my god, video games, internet, who, you know it. Like, like I was never one of those people that was into that. So I never really bought into his character. Um, but you are correct in the fact that a lot of fans really liked him, and um, this is what they kind of do. It's almost like very the fans. He only had two title reigns, or three. I'm sorry, three title reigns. He had the U.S. title. I don't remember how long he had the Intercontinental title for 24 hours. He had the Raw Tag titles with Kurt Hawkins, and that's it. He only had three titles. The only time that Zack Ryder, in my opinion, had any sort of like that I cared about him at all was when probably around that time when he was with Eve and then Eve screwed him over. That was, you know. That was when I was into Zack Ryder. After that, I was just like, I don't care. Like, when he won the Intercontinental Championship, I was like, yeah, let's see this. Like, I'm sorry. I just, I feel like they, they, they literally give people who... I loved Zack as Intercontinental. I thought he could have been a great Intercontinental yeah, Champion. he didn't have enough charisma. Like, it was just like, I couldn't take him to like, The problem was, he was too much of his own personality in his character. You know what I'm saying? Like he was, his character did not look believable because it was this guy who was the internet champion that was fighting and getting destroyed by Kane. Like it would make sense, you know, but I do like him, but I just never saw any sort of star power in him at all. I think he could have been a good champion. I never said he could be world champion. I think he could be. Intercontinental champion, you U.S. Good, like European champion, if they had that, like, yeah, that it's just for me. Intercontinental title is just so. I feel like you really need to earn that title, and lately they've just been giving, even back then, just titles to whoever. Um, no, there have some people who have earned it. There's like the Miz, Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes, yes. 
But then, but then again, they give the title to like Ryback. Uh, well, that's fuck. what I mean. They taint it, they tarnish it by giving it to people who don't and, really and matter. Continental title used to be the workhorse title. That's the title that you would get, and then you would move up to the world championship status. Yeah. That, that's what it used to be. Now it's just like Apollo just a Cruz. Apollo. Like no one cares. Now it's just another title. I'm sorry, but not, and that sucks. Like the Miz, the Miz, I feel at least gave it a good reputation. I mean, he really made that thing what it is again. You know. Well, can I tell you something though, Dan? The problem is, like, yes, we can blame creative for everything. But at the same token, I'm going to say this. The Miz was Intercontinental Champion. He was handed a script. He was handed every single thing that all of the wrestlers that are champions have. He is just a star. There are some wrestlers that just don't have it and some that do. And Miz can make anything look good. When he was fighting, we were talking about this, Dolph Ziggler. My God, those were classic Intercontinental title matches. Like, to the likes of, like, Rick Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat. You know, like, those are some great matches, but like you said, Ryback, who else was in our college? Uh, uh, Curtis see. Axel, like, I mean, Jesus. Curtis Axel, yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck? I mean, are we just giving this title to anybody that we think deserves? I mean, I don't wonder. There's people who deserve it, and there's people who are stars. Well, like, there's some I'm other good Intercontinental Champions, like uh, like Chris Jericho. Uh, even Ray Mysterio was a good Intercontinental Champion. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Edge. Christian. Christian, yeah. You, Rob Van Dam. You had some really – Kane. Randy Orton. Champion, Triple H. I mean, there's so many. We can go on and on about And this. who are the current champions? Apollo Crews, Shinsuke Nakamura, Sami Zayn. I'm sorry. In my opinion, the last good Intercontinental Champion was uh, – Sami Zayn. That was my that in my really? opinion. Was, See, I, I think for me it was the Miz. I don't think Sami did anything for that title. I felt like it was he was it had him. He was on him for a bit, but like I don't like the storylines. You know, I feel like oh, there's a conspiracy out against me. Like like oh, buddy, come on. I feel that was at least a little entertaining. I mean, it, it, it was something different. You, you haven't seen it. if it continued to happen. Like he just disappeared again. You're right. He, he did, and then and that's what sucked. But he did do the uh, double intercontinental. Like it was funny. That was good. That was good. I I missed that kind of stuff. I I feel Sammy did but a good job. Here's the problem, though. The problem with this is, and again, you can correct me because sometimes I don't pay much attention. I feel like with him being like there's conspiracy, there really wasn't much of conspiracy again. I know that's the whole point. But, like, for example, it would have been better if, and you correct me if I'm wrong, because I truly don't remember. Mm-hmm. If, like, let's say Sam, and this probably happened, he had his foot on the rope or something, and then he lost the title. That uh, uh, I, I don't, don't see where that the I remember him. I remember him getting fired when he wasn't a kind of title champion, and then he came back with it. And he's like, oh, I'm the real Intercontinental Champion. You know, I was like, that was good. And then they fought in the ladder match. And then the conspiracy. So the ladder matches were good. I, did, I challenge anybody to tell me they were trash. I think they were good. Yeah. No, they were good. I, um, but again, like the conspiracy, what? Because you got fire? That's not the and honestly, in, in my opinion, Sammy is just, I, I, he deserved it. He did. 
he deserved the title, but then when he had it, what did he do with it? That's my question. Yes, he deserved it. And that's what I'm saying. There are people who deserve it and people who are stars. And that's the problem. Sami Zayn is good, but at the same token, when he's running around, conspiracy, conspiracy. A champion's not running around saying conspiracy. A champion is well, around. At that time, he wasn't fully with the conspiracy theories exactly yet. He was just like, he was kind of getting into it, but like he wasn't full on blown with the conspiracy theories. Yeah, but by was, December, I mean, listen, dude, we're in August and there's still a conspiracy going on, and this <laughs> happened in like when December. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, but you didn't quit. It happened in August, I think. Last August. Last August, yes. Are you serious? No, 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 not the conspiracy. I think he like he got the Intercontinental title like last oh, August. You got me scared for a minute. I'm like, <laughs> are you serious? I thought though, but I I I thought the conspiracy theories were funny. I thought they were at least kind of entertaining. Um, like that's my that's my opinion. But you're right, the Miz. He totally was a great Intercontinental champion. He did a lot for that title. He brought Sammy it up. Zane was good too. I just I I just feel like they didn't maybe. And, they and didn't. you know what sucks about this? You know what sucks about me saying like, oh, Sammy was the last good one. There was other champions who were good. Like you had, you had AJ Styles. I think it was. AJ. Oh yeah, but that didn't fucking. What did he do with that title too? Same thing. Ooh, but he did. He didn't last long with it. That was the problem. He didn't last long as Intercontinental Champion. He didn't have a lengthy title reign where he could be like, oh yeah, I was good Intercontinental Champion. They didn't give him a chance. Well, also, who could he fight too? That's the other thing too. They didn't have like a lot of the people they had. Like they don't. They didn't push anybody. It was all the same crap. And, and again, the worst part is this is only proving our point. It's not the workhorse title anymore. You can't see Sami Zayn as WWE champion. You don't see uh, you don't see Apollo Crews as WWE champion. You don't see that. And I could have seen Sami Zayn as champion, but the problem is their title reigns, they make them suck. Not the wrestlers, but like the wrestlers, they make the title reigns like not great. And then people forget about them and they stop caring. So... It, 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 it's it's sad. It really it's is. It's a whole complete opposite. Yeah. Sidebar. We were talking about Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. And then it turned to Sami Zayn being a champion. I love it. Um, yeah. We won't keep you guys after all of this conversation that we just had. Thank you for tuning in. We, of course, will be back next week with our SmackDown recap. For now, make sure that you check out our Monday Night Raw recap, NXT recap. We're going to be dropping our SummerSlam predictions. Also, on August 19th, our 21 greatest SummerSlam matches of all time will be dropping, and you can watch along with us our favorite matches. That will be a lot of fun. Just in time for SummerSlam, which is then, what is it, August 21st? Saturday. Yep. Saturday, August 21st. In Las Vegas, Nevada. So that will be a lot of fun. But yeah, SmackDown, really not much. You know, the only takeaway from it. Well, why don't we say this, Dan? What was your big takeaway from the night? Like, what was your moment from SmackDown? Um, when John Cena signed the contract. Okay. So when Cena signed the contract, that was your favorite. For me, um, um, I knew Sasha was going to turn on her and everything. So that wasn't – I really didn't have a, a moment that stuck out to me. I guess I guess just, you know, um, 
Sasha screwing her over, I guess, out of everything, because, you know, it's something that I'm talking about, but it, uh, yeah, I don't know, Dan, <laughs> I feel like I'm just so upset with, with SmackDown this week that I don't even know what to say about it, really nothing happened, so, all right, there it is, there you have it, those are our SmackDown results and our recap, and Safe and rate me. I don't know how to wrap this up, Dan. Do you have any last? <laughs> <laughs> um, have a good day. Uh, get ready for SummerSlam and just have a good day. That's right. Have a good day. Get ready for SummerSlam, and we will see you next week with our SmackDown recap. Make sure you subscribe. We will see you. Dig it. Dig it and bye.